Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels has a different type of story to tell you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and today you may end up taking a closer look at your own perspective. Picture, if you will, a coming-of-age party. All the elite and rich of the area bringing their offspring down to the local club to showcase their sons uncomfortable in their tight collars and their daughters very uncomfortable in their tight dresses all vying for social standing amongst the community as nervous and as shy and uncomfortable as any child would be. Imagine two of these children being perpetual wallflowers. Her, a young girl, burdened with the lack of the use of her legs, condemned to a life inside a wheelchair, People calling her an alien girl because of her dysfunctioning body and her disability. And picture across the way, staring at her intently, a young man with braces on every part of his body. Braces and retainers on his teeth to keep them somewhat straight. A brace along his back and spine to keep it upright and very, very ridiculous braces upon his legs to keep him from falling down. They call him Frank, like the monster of old, a modern Prometheus covered in metal to keep him functional and moving forward. And picture their parents. Every year they bring their children to this ball from when they were little, hoping beyond hope that the rest of the community would find some way of accepting their children. Yes, they politely accept them and publicly accept them, the small nods of the head, the small nods of their children, casual, superfluous conversation, nothing too deep, something to pass the time between a sip of punch and a bite of a cookie, in between an excuse to walk off and find somebody else to talk to. But this is a different party. At 18, it's the last of these social gatherings, and the parents are vying that their children will find some prospective mate, somebody that would help blend two powerful families into one. And as most of the children have overcome their shyness with the music and the dance and the drinks and the food, our wallflowers 
longingly stare at the crowds and our boy Frank we find looking longingly at the alien girl but not for long soon Frank began to walk across the room he did this on his own and under his own power his braces and his cane helping him along and he approached her and he asked Eileen if she would care to dance she looked up at him barely able to speak her disabilities and motor function decaying her physical body year by year the poor young lady has become worse with her disabilities not better Frank seeing this reaches down and touches her hand and in that moment something happens Eileen looks up at a transfixed transformed Frank the braces are gone his suit and tie nice and straight not disheveled from all of the mechanical metal equipment holding him up he looks prim and proper and all of the lines in his suit are straight the braces upon his teeth are gone his hair is neatly combed and he smells so nice a subtle expensive aftershave and Frank suddenly realizes in touching her hand that Eileen is not the broken debilitated evaporating girl that he's known for years she looks stronger the life inside her body coming up from the well inside her her body looks good strong and it fits her dress not all frumpled and wrinkled and stuck in a chair he reaches down with his second hand and pulls her up from the chair he looks her deeply into the eyes and says may I have this dance Eileen in complete and utter shock takes a moment and pushes back from Frank just a little and looks down at her own shoes at the base of her long full-length gown the tips of her shoes are sticking out from the bottom of her dress and she realizes she's standing on her own two legs how can this be Frank squeezes her hand gently and says look at me I've been dreaming about you for so many years I've always wanted to come and talk to you always wanted to come and hold your hand and just be with you you're the only person that understands me you're the only person that can see what I can see when I look at you this is what I see Eileen you're perfect for me the most beautiful girl I've ever laid eyes on 
Eileen looked back at his eyes and saw the truth in him and said, I've always dreamed of talking to you too, but I was afraid the words wouldn't come from my mouth, that I would slur and slobber out the words and you'd laugh at me or walk away in disgust. I have trouble forming words, though right now everything comes so quickly to me. It's like my thoughts are clear and my mind is strong, my body even stronger. What's going on here? Frank took her gently as he started to dance, a little to the right, a little to the left. They started to transverse the floor, dancing like all the other couples, oblivious to what was around them, the people, the parents, the caterers, the waiting staff, all begin to fall away. Frank and Eileen are on the floor alone. To the sound of music, they waltz slowly, doing a box step, and then slowly evolving into a tango, the whole time talking gently, quietly, in each other's minds. It's like I could always see you for who you truly are, the beauty in your soul coming forth to my eyes. I know I'm not your Prince Charming, but if you'd give me a chance, I think we could live forever after and happy together. You could be my princess. You could be my Cinderella. And at midnight, you don't have to worry. As long as you hold on to my hand, we'll always be together like this. Eileen laid her head upon his chest, their cheeks touching, and then squeezing each other tight. They did the tango back and forth across the floor. She couldn't even believe she knew the moves, let alone that she was willing to be so open and so seductive and so normal with him. He assured her it was all right. It wasn't a fantasy. This is how they saw each other. And in their minds, they were perfect, perfect for each other. Love is like that. Love looks past all the little things, all the little defaults. People see their mate that they love with perfect eyes. Look at her. Look at him. He's beautiful. She's beautiful. Others might look upon the same human and say, What do you see in them? I don't get it. But in this case, they saw perfection. As the tango ended and the music stopped for a brief intermission, Frank and Eileen began to become aware of the crowd around them. They saw their parents, happy that they were talking. They saw their friends, happy with each other. And they noticed a long, full-length mirror by the photographer station as the couples would pair up. They had the opportunity to have their picture taken with their friends and their loved ones. Frank said, would you 
like to go over and fix your hair in the mirror, then I would love to have our picture taken together. Would you like that, Eileen? Of course she said yes. And she said, please take me over there. So they held hands and they walked up to the mirror. And as they approached the floor-length mirror, other girls primping their hair, straightening their dresses, young men fixing their ties. It was their turn, and they stood in front of it. Standing in front of the mirror, Eileen looked at her crumpled, wrinkled body, slumped over, Frank holding her hand, his cane in his other hand, her head leaning against his arm. She was her same crippled self, slobbering, crippled, weak, feeble, frank, covered in metal just to hold him up. She pulled on his arm and his hand and pulled in close and said, Take me away from this. Take me away from this. I don't want to see this. And then she pulled away, letting go of his hand. She let go. And she pushed with all her strength her chair back a few feet from Frank. She turned and looked at him in reality and he was still the same metal man, covered from head to toe with braces, clamoring, lumbering towards her, one shaken, unsteady foot at a time, trying to reach out to her with his one good hand, trying to mumble out the words between the braces and retainers and his teeth, wanting her to take his hand, she shook her head no. She tried to move her chair with her controls, her fingers fumbling around for them, and Frank took her hand again. She looked up to tell him, let me go, and saw him as the vision of beauty and male perfection she had saw before. She gasped, found herself standing in front of him again, the chair, everything gone. I don't understand, she said to him. The mirror didn't lie. This is not what we look like. This is not what we are like. We are like what everybody else sees us as. The mirror didn't lie, Frank. I'm just a crippled, weak, sickly girl. Alien girl. And Frank stopped her, putting his fingers on her lips. Wait, wait, Eileen. You're only seeing half of the picture when you look in the mirror. For you to see how things really are. You have to fully see them the way I do. And for you to see them 
fully as I do, you have to be willing to open your eyes completely. Are you willing to do that, Eileen? Are you willing to see exactly how the world works? She looked at Frank with great trepidation and fear. Not at her head. She couldn't even say the words. Frank took his hand away from her lips and put it across her eyes. Close your eyes. Count the three. And when you open your eyes, Eileen, I'll be behind you. I'll be standing behind you to steady you. But I want you to see how the world really looks through my eyes. I want you to see what it really looks like. She counted off slowly. One, two, three. His hand raised from her eyes, darkness turning to light, and she opened her eyes. Before her, she saw the mothers against the wall, cattling and cackling. They looked like a row of witches, ugly, green, nasty, black, ugly, dangerous, all drabby and looking evil, planning and brewing different types of spells to corrupt the future of their children. She looked upon other fathers, lying looking at other women, their mouths savoring every ounce of food and drink they could jam into their gluttonous mouths fangs in their mouths. They look like vampires wanting to drink the blood that came from the bottles in front of them. Planning, planning, gluttony, avarice, greed, everything about them, hatred, green, evil, nasty, ugly. And of course the girls and boys of the dance. Eileen's eyes glanced all around the room. She asked Frank if he was holding her, and he pulled her in tight to his chest. He said, you have to look at it all, Eileen. And she did, glancing around the room. She saw the musicians eyeing up the different girls in the dance, wanting them, wanting to have them, wanting to hurt them. The people in the dance, the girls, the boys... They look like dragons, lizards, reptiles, snakes, slithering one over another, convoluting, racked in uncertainty, racked in their own youthful play, not understanding how to compete in a world of adults. They saw them like a bunch of rattlesnakes, all tangled up in a nest, biting their fangs out, all poisoning each other, one after another, their fangs deeply penetrating each other, causing each other pain, poisoning their relationships with each other. She turned and closed her eyes and pushed her chest, 
pushed her head against Frank's chest. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. I can't believe people are like this. I can't believe this is what the world is really like. Frank said, you, you don't understand. While our parents have tried to raise us to be accepting and understanding of all people and all differences and everyone around us, our fellow friends and neighbors raise their children to compete, to beat, to overtake, to control each other. Over the years, as I saw how beautiful you were becoming, how much an angel you have become, all of my so-called pseudo-friends and neighbors around me became more and more corrupt, more and more evil, more and more vile, reptilian, dark, and nasty. I don't like the world we live in, Eileen. I don't want to live here anymore. I want to take you away from all this. I want to take you somewhere where nobody can bother us. And we can live out our existence just like we are today. Just like we are now. He reached down, put his fingers under her chin, and raised her eyes to meet his. It's possible, Eileen. I can take us away from here. I know our parents would understand. Both of us have debilitating diseases. We're not long for this world anyway. Let's end it now. Let's go somewhere together and be somewhere else together forever. Eileen glanced at her parents. They looked so happy talking to each other and looking at the two of them. She could see that her parents were actually always hoping that they would talk, that they would somehow meet each other across the floor. Her parents didn't look as evil and maniacal as the others. They actually believed the things that they taught their children to accept, to be kind, to see people as they really are, to be nice to one another. She looked at Frank and said, Are you sure? Can we leave this place? If we do, do you promise you'll never let me go back to that chair again? Frank looked at her and said, I promise. If we leave this place, we'll never go back to that chair again. It's going to be all right. Our parents will understand. They're happy. Look at them. Look how happy they are that we're together. She took a moment and looked over at her parents. And yes, they were happy. Her mother, holding the hand of Frank's mother's hand. How could this be that two couples in this sea of evil and greed and envy could find that each other and raise their children with the hope that they would have a better life, that they could find love in it, in this sea of ugliness and evil. 
She smiled, and she waved to her mother. And her mother quizzingly looked back and waved. They both waved. The parents all waved. And then they faded away. The next thing Eileen remembered seeing was Frank sitting on the porch of a long, long front of a house. He was rocking in a chair, reaching down and petting a dog. Eileen was standing barefoot in a long, flowing summer dress, standing in the grass. What grass feels like? Is this what grass feels like? Butterflies and flowers flying and fluttering around her head. A strange new world. A beautiful home. A smiling husband. A life we can begin together. She walked towards the steps of the porch. Frank, is this it? He said, yes, Eileen. This is it. This is our home. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Cuello. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Tirar de Cuello. The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardojeo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.